Hello! I'm Justin. I'm Allison. And this is Robots on Typewriters, episode number 43. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. correct. <laughs> the big four three. The big four three. Is that a prime number? Nah, can't be. We've had too many of them recently. Uh, what is Robots on Typewriters? I'm glad I asked. Robots on Typewriters is a show all about generative comedy. That's a new try at phrasing that. Uh, we sometimes also say computational creativity, but it's all about computers, algorithms, websites, fancy calculators that help people <laughs> make things that are creative or make things that are creative on their own. And we have two segments on Robots on Typewriters. The first segment of the show is the zesty hat. But when I deliver the zesty hat, the first segment of the show is Justin's Twitter bot corner. Oh, I kind of forgot about that. Yeah. So this Twitter bot was one that I made a couple weeks ago now. This is, again, at my comp47410 Twitter account. It's a class that I'm taking where I have to make a weekly Twitter bot. This week's Twitter bot is all about haikus. And this Twitter bot's a little different than some of the ones I've done before. So the haiku bot, um, the the genesis of it was we got a list of animals and the sounds that they make. And from that, we were told, make haikus about a season, about a feeling, and that involve animal sounds. So I made some copy for that, but I w- and we were told... Uh, as with real haikus, these haikus don't actually have to follow the 575 thing. Um, and syllables are extremely hard to count out on <laughs> something like a tracery. So my Twitter bot has a couple of functions that the Twitter bots I've shown off before did not have. And that mainly boils down to setting a variable and keeping it uh, static throughout a single generation. That is to say, if it randomizes what animal it's talking about, if a single tweet mentions that animal multiple times, it'll mention the same animal again and again. And that's probably Mm -hmm. something uh, we never really realized that Twitter bots could do before. Yeah. So, for example, a tweet it gave a few days ago said, Hummingbirds return in springtime, the first hummingbird of the year. Hummingbirds are all around. <laughs> That's beautiful. Uh, but so, yeah, that it's fun that it can reference the same animal again and again. But what's even more fun, I thought, was that you can set variables to be associated with one another. Um, and this function was originally for if you're making a story and you have a randomly generated character, you can set a uh, pronouns for that character so the pronouns are consistent oh. throughout the story but it can of course be used in multiple ways so something like uh, rogue elephants return in the summer you hear a faint trumpeting it fills you with concern <laughs> that one is so good so line two with the trumpeting remembered that line one was talking about elephants just right. neat little things like that you can do with Twitter bots. And uh, I didn't really realize Tracery had functions like that before, but it opens up my world to 
all sorts of fun new things you can do. Yeah, and it's like something that we can kind of retroactively incorporate into some of our other Twitter bots, right? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, one thing I didn't even mention in the Hummingbirds tweet, you'll notice it said Hummingbirds, then it said the first Hummingbird singular of the year, then back to mm-hmm. Hummingbirds. That wasn't me getting fancy with like putting like hard coding an S in there. Uh, okay. Tracery has some functions as well that if you put like normally you would put hashtag animal hashtag, for example. Mm-hmm. But if you put a- hashtag animal dot S hashtag, it'll pluralize it for you as best it can following like grammatical rules. Okay. So if there's like if it was tomato, it would put ES at the end rather than just s you can do the same with adding ed or just d or whatever and you can do the same with adding a or an before a word so right yeah tracery's got some hidden uh hidden gems in there hidden functions that really can add a whole new level of power to your twitter bots yeah and with that twitter bot out of the way that is again at comp 47410 I made sure I named it something really impossible to remember (laughs) and to share. Um, With that out of the way, though, I'm moving on to a very exciting zesty hat this week. This one comes from a listener of ours, Abe Foster, at Lanky Kang on Twitter, uh, (laughs) at Lanky underscore Kang. He, He tagged us in a blog post he did called video games by a robot on his site overcast gamer we always tell people on this show that text gen rnn is extremely easy to use you don't need any kind of programming background um you can just go for it and play with rnns on your own and i've always wondered if anyone would ever go ahead and do that yeah. uh, i don't know abe's background with programming with this this sort of thing but uh it seems like from his blog post he didn't really have any experience in it before heard us talking about it went over to github grabbed textgen rnn minimax ir cited on there and yeah he generated a bunch of video games from a text file yeah. of 10,000 video game titles publishers and consoles so I'll run you through some of my favorites of Abe's video games. He has one called Fubal Baseball, a 1987 <laughs> game by Chiff West, available on Linux, Mac, and Windows. <laughs> uh, sticking complete. with sports, one that I really liked was James Basketball <laughs> by an unknown publisher. And no year, no console, nothing. We don't know anything about this game other than that it's called James Basketball (laughs) and that it exists. Love that a lot. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, the mysterious games like that are really something. A couple I really liked here that I think are kind of of a theme. So there was Sinclair Commander, a 1991 Mm -hmm. game for the Commodore, by Commodore for the Amiga Mm. and the Atari ST. (laughs) Okay. Uh, So Sinclair is like a big broadcasting company in Canada. So I kind of wonder if Sinclair Commander is like you're in charge of the Sinclair group. Okay. Um, And that that I think goes along well with East USA Inc. by Electronic Arts for Windows. 
okay. I think that's the kind of American knockoff of Sinclair oh, okay, Commander, yeah. where you're in charge of a big American company, East that USA Inc. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think they probably came out when like, you know, Roller Coaster Tycoon, Zoo Tycoon kind of games were big. Yeah, yeah. Um, ooh, another Walmart sports tycoon. one I love. Holf, H-O-L-F. <laughs> a 1990 game by an unknown publisher. Yeah, part okay. hockey, part golf, all Part golf. hockey, part golf. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh, Batman Black Ops. <laughs> I don't think that was officially licensed by DC. <laughs> really good some of them i really liked because of what consoles they were available for so there was mm-hmm. a game called f america which wow uh <laughs> it was available for the sega genesis which came out in like uh 1987 somewhere around there <laughs> the nintendo wii which came out in the <laughs> mid 2000s and windows <laughs> that is really really good actually F America was released in the 80s, re-released in the 2000s, and always available on the computer. And one that Abe highlighted up in the blurb for this one, Silent Fun, 2009, published by 1C. No consoles are listed. Oh. That's just a game. The game is Silent Fun. You can just play it on your own. Don't need to plug anything in. It's just a shitty way of saying the quiet game. <laughs> oh, last one. It's the last one that was on this list as well. Handel, 1983, <laughs> made by Commodore Business Machines, Inc. <laughs> I feel like this was a game about the composer Handel that was like an I Easter so. egg in some like businessy kind of computers. Like no one even realized <laughs> there like... were games on here. But if you typed a secret code, probably like. If you played a certain Handel symphony, you would start this game, a text adventure about Handel's life. Actually a really good concept. Yeah, well, that's... Somewhat. That's that. That's uh, just a few of the video games by a robot. You can check out the rest of those over at overcastgamer.com. And you can check out whatever else Abe wants to share at lanky underscore Kang. Thanks so much to Abe for shouting us out there. And I'm so glad uh, someone decided to go ahead and try out the neural nets, not just listen to us have all the fun. Yeah, that I mean, like that was one of the most exciting things I feel like we've experienced doing this podcast, like seeing uh, like robots on typewriters cited as being an inspiration for somebody going ahead and playing with TextGen RNN. That was just that was awesome. So thank you so much for, for doing that, Abe. And I hope you continue to play around with stuff like that and send it our way. <laughs> yeah, I hope uh, if you're listening to this and you've ever thought about doing the same, you'll take some inspiration from this and yeah. realize that, oh, yeah, like anyone can just go mess around on these things and make some pretty funny stuff. Yeah. So thank you for that very, very zesty hat. Um that means I'm going to go ahead and take us on into the trashy toy. Um, and uh, we're going we're gonna to play a kind of loose little game this week. Um, no real competition, uh, but I, I forget As even what... As opposed to our usual high stakes <laughs> competitions. Yeah, exactly. Our extremely cutthroat 
uh, competitions usually. None of that this week. We're just going to relax. We're going to relax and talk about something that once caused us a lot of undue stress. Yeah, Um, it was one of the more stressful times in my life. (laughs) um i don't even remember what brought this up when we started talking about it this week but um we used to participate in something that um uh you know i don't usually like to tie myself to this legacy but but (laughs) we did a whole lot of shit for this shit yeah we did three Um, years worth of shit for this. yeah it's gishwiz is what we're talking about and if you don't know what this is you're correct it is the greatest international scavenger hunt the world has ever seen and um it was something that was put on yearly from i believe the first year was 2011 maybe yeah Yeah, i I think think so And I think the last year was maybe this past year, if not the year before that. Um, I don't believe it's supposed to be a thing anymore. I really don't know. But um, it was. It is still a thing. It's just not supposed to be. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It was uh, put on by Misha Collins, who is an actor of uh, supernatural fame. Like he's of normal fame, but he's from Supernatural. (laughs) Yeah, Um, and. I used to watch Supernatural. Um, and so back in the Tumblr days, I was like, oh, I got to get me in on this uh, big old scavenger hunt thing that he puts on. But um, in all in all fairness, it was something that was like incredibly up our alley. And so I kind of dragged all of my friends into it. Um, the first year that we did it was 2012. And um, basically what it is is on a on one day, he would they, they would publish like uh they would publish a list of like over a hundred, sometimes like two nearly two hundred um scavenger hunt items that you and a team that you put together would uh, complete over the course of a week, and you would submit images and videos of you guys doing these crazy, wacky, ridiculous things. Some of them were for the purpose of like a more random acts of kindness, like donate a bunch of coats to a shelter kind of thing, and those were always lovely, but then there were other things like I just I pulled two from the the 2012 list that are some of our more notable uh, creations. Oh, no. um, <laughs> yeah, uh, the one was um, wear a cheese dress and wear it well. You cannot be wearing anything but cheese. You may use any type of cheese you wish. Supermodel it posed next to or on a classic car. Um, we uh, draped my friend Erin in cheese and it was the most disgusting thing, but she was a trooper and then we walked her down the street. We didn't even like, we, we, we couldn't even be bothered to drive her to the location of this car that we needed to take It was November a in the Northeast it United was. States. <laughs> and we made her walk down the street in wearing nothing but cheese and uh and a snuggie if i do recall. i really was hoping um, you would say and a smile <laughs> and a, it's true she i believe she was wearing a smile but um and the other one that is to be fair not to be fair to be unfair <laughs> is my most memorable um and the one i like to remember the most and the one justin likes to remember the least oh no um, what this was it was a video uh shoot an erotically charged scene no nudity this is just the erotically charged foreplay the film must involve a pizza man and the actress can only talk about grammar and fonts and then it lists a couple of grammatical words that you had to have and so uh i had justin play the um the the sexy lady character in this and our friend mario play the skeezy pizza man and uh 
it 2012 is a, was a more heteronormative time. <laughs> it was a, it is a um it's fantastic and I love this dumb terrible disturbing video, but the, there are parts of it that I love. I think the <laughs> writing and delivery was actually very good. <laughs> There's I mean like I think about it a lot. Like it comes to mind very frequently. Whenever I hear the anybody pizza talking for. about what <laughs> whenever what? I hear pizza. the phrase pizza for, I think about it. <laughs> I Helvetica is really brings me back. Yeah. Um but uh yeah, uh so um and so all of these items they had a kind of like point value attributed to them and if you completed it and send it in and uh you you know your team would rack up points and um yeah we had a lot of fun doing this but also at the end of the week we're always like why in god's name do we put ourselves through this much stress to do this dumb shit yeah because i mean Um, if you were among our friends it was like depending on how close of a friend you were it was like oh yeah i'll come (laughs) over for a day or two and i'll bang out some of these yeah if you were me and allison it was all right, meet at my house at like 9 a.m. We'll stay here all day. We'll like get out as many of these as we can do. Had spreadsheets going, <laughs> assigning tasks to people. We made it a full-time job when it really yeah. should not have been. For no gain, literally no gain. Um, except the memes. Um, but That's a weird uh, way to say memes. <laughs> <laughs> but so what I've done is uh, I took the list of, um, I believe it was the list of 2015 items, which is a year we did not compete in. Um, and I uh, fed that list to a botnik keyboard. And then I've written 10 brand new Gishwiz tasks. Nice. And I thought I you, you and I... phrase it as I fed it to an RNN. The RNN died. So I fed it to a botnik keyboard <laughs> I instead. I mean, like... That is kind of what happened. But um so I've I've generated 10 new Gishwiz tasks here and I figured we would just kind of talk through what we would do if this if it's 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 summer 2014, we're getting ready, we're reading the task list and we're planning our how we would put these together in in the in the coming week. Um, so, uh, I say 2014 cause that's the last time we did it. Yeah. Um, and couldn't possibly imagine having done it after that. But, um, all right. So the first one I've got here, your favorite hotel lobby is going through a giant fight with John Kennedy. Let's play. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, wait, I'm, I have quite a, a good answer for this one. I, f- I thought you might. <laughs> Uh, it's, it's not at all what you, anywhere where you might be thinking. Okay. So the phrase let's play actually <laughs> to me is read as let's play like a oh! YouTube series about a video game. Now okay. there's one John Kennedy video game that yes, I know of. Yes. Yes. It was notably played twice in my life, both times with Mario and with yes. you and Matt present. Once <laughs> yeah. was during our second gish was together. Uh, during was the, it really? At least the lead into it when we were all gathered, but the task list was not out yet. Oh, that's right. But the yeah. first time Wait, we funny. all played it, or I played it, and me and Mario <gasps> mainly played it, oh and you guys God. just kind of thought we were weirdos, was in a hotel oh, lobby. My God, you're right. It was. Holy shit, it was. <laughs> That's yep. so bizarre. Uh, this game is a terrible, uh, but 
surprisingly somewhat well-made flash game called jfk reloaded um (laughs) you play the part of lee harvey oswald assumedly i mean yeah maybe you play the part of lyndon johnson or whoever (laughs) the conspiracy theories say did it uh maybe you are ted cruz's father and Mm. You have to uh, carry out the events of, you know, December, nope, October, November. I don't know, November, November 10th, 1963. You have to kill JFK. Um, mm. The The fun of this game, though, is that you can turn on chaotic NPCs. So, like, once a single bullet goes, the the driver of the presidential caravan, no, not caravan, motorcade, <laughs> starts like slamming on the gas and like flying around corners uh so yeah if you're in a big fight with jfk in a hotel (laughs) lobby let's play uh to me this is just playing jfk reloaded back at like the marriott and where was that probably new orleans i think it was in dc oh probably dc i I think it was dc yeah you're right Um, which is even better even more political yeah that's politics folks that's politics baby (laughs) yep okay so that's amazing that went so i was i was getting ready to ask like what our favorite hotel lobby was because i i don't know what yeah the marriott (laughs) in like alexandria virginia yeah yeah that is wow that's amazing all right so we've got we're getting the points for that one all right next item Submit a screen cap of the Jumbotron in a public park wearing a big astronaut parachute. Hmm. I'm trying to... Uh, okay. Like, do you think any public parks have a Jumbotron? <laughs> so, I, I, writing this, I kind of thought of, like, whoever wrote this item, like, didn't know what to call, like, a little, like, a little league scoreboard. That's what I was thinking, And just called too. it a Jumbotron. <laughs> I was thinking, though, like... Probably at, like, public universities, the football field is considered, Mm. like, a public park during the off-season. Are you sure? No, not at all. (laughs) I really don't. Like, I mean, like, I feel like at my school, the doors were locked, like, if, like, it wasn't a football game. Oh, yeah. I mean, the gates were locked at our field, and, and, like, no one even lived in our town. But, yeah, so what, what do you, what is a big astronaut parachute? Um, so you're probably thinking of, like, a parachute that a human wears. But I'm thinking yeah. of when astronauts come back from space, like, the capsule has a giant parachute on it mm, as it, like, d- descends okay. into the sea. One of those. So you gotta, like, get one of those, yeah. <laughs> They're not easy to come by. They're not. This is one of those items where you have to, like, contact NASA. I feel like that was something you frequently had to do in Gishwiz. Contact like... NASA. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I think the, the trouble with this as well, I think a giant astronaut parachute might be much, much bigger than, like, a Little League scoreboard. Yeah, I feel like you'd have to just, like, cover it in it, like, just drape the thing. Yeah, like, make it look like a, a Thanksgiving table with a tablecloth on it. <laughs> yeah. And the thing is, though, you can't just take a picture of it. You have to submit a screen cap of it. So you've got to, like, take the picture on your phone, then, like, screenshot mm. the picture on your phone. So you got to remember to do that, and they'll yeah, know. Yeah, if there's not enough artifacting, they will know that you didn't give a screen cap. All right. That one's sorted. Next one. Find someone you may not be able to believe, and then tweet them a picture of your hand. All right. I can tweet Mario a picture of my hand. <laughs> 
Yeah, I was. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say like who who's on our list of people you might not be able to believe, but that that would have been easy. He would have been right there in the room, and he would have been like, "What? No, you can believe me. Yeah, I will be here tomorrow at nine a.m." Cut to tomorrow at noon. Man walks in holding sandwich. <laughs> holding sandwich. Yep. <laughs> there were always some kind of like low point items that it was like, all right, we can get this knocked out. We can just like tweet somebody this today. And we this, that would be one of those like first day ones that we'd have done in the first hour. Yeah. Um, next one, however, this is one of those kind of up to interpretation. Got to figure out what this means to us. You know how sometimes the weather is your local pony shop's stock? Submit a picture of your friends in it. Oh, okay. The weather is your <laughs> local po- So what would our local pony shop be? <laughs> I, I'm sure that there was like some kind of like tack shop closer than that like weird cow town place out in Hamilton. That's legit but where that's I was all thinking. I think uh, <laughs> so- <laughs> there must be like... Wait, like, you think the Atlantic City Racetrack would count as a local pony oh, shop? Sure, yeah. Do they have stock? Um, no, I mean. <laughs> Is it maybe, just a bunch of, like, Maybe they have, paper? like, stock photos on the wall. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, maybe what we need to do is take, fo- take like, well-known stock photos, like the kind that have become memes, put okay, yeah. the local weather forecast within them to like photoshop like you know hide the pain herald <laughs> so it's like 72 and cloudy okay and okay hang yeah, that yeah, in the yeah. atlantic city racetrack but also photoshop us into the picture yeah okay yeah yeah that actually works really well i feel yeah like that probably is what we would i mean <laughs> that's the yeah, that's what we would have tried to do yeah, that's what we would have done for this nonsensical task. <laughs> okay. How about the next one? Score. Show us your version of kale supremacy. Ooh, okay. You're the kale expert here. Me? Uh, you have cooked kale before. That's true. Yeah. I have not. And actually, just reading this thing, I'm remembering that kale was like a huge Gishwiz thing. Like there was always uh, something yeah. with kale. Wasn't that like a meme? Like it was like, yeah. 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 <laughs> um, I have cooked with kale before, Um, but I've really only like I've made kale chips. I'm a big fan of kale chips. I haven't had them in a while. All right. But- well, kale chips gives me the idea that maybe like so the idea of a kale chip is it's basically like eating a potato chip, but it's way healthier, but it's like the same like salty crunch right. thing. Yeah, so is kale yeah. supremacy just replacing like lots of your favorite mm. foods with kale? Yeah, yeah. So like kale ice cream. Gross, but yeah. Kale, kale burgers. Yeah, it's just kale with lettuce on it on a bun. Spaghetti and kale balls. Yeah, that probably exists. Uh, sushi, but the seaweed is kale. <laughs> Kale fruit roll up. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that works. Yeah, no, that I works. Think, I think kale supremacy would be pretty pretty doable that way. You have like a yeah. kale cocktail. A cock kale? Yeah. Oh, I didn't like that. Kale cock. How about crowded railroad boxcar or tolerable boats? You can certainly do cartwheels in front of one of them. <laughs> 
Um, okay. What was it? Tolerable boats was the last part. Yeah, I feel like tolerable boats would have been super easy for us to find. We could have gone to like the clam bar uh, um, parking lot. Yeah, I was going to say just go to the beach and like do cartwheels in front of the lifeguard boats. That's true. Those are pretty tolerable boats too. Yeah. And the cartwheels just do themselves there. Yeah, exactly. Cartwheels really do do themselves. Though the last time I did a cartwheel on the beach, I did fuck up my ankle for like over a month. Mm, that's a sign but, of aging. But yeah, I mean, this would have been, if we're imagining it's 2014, I would have been four years more spry mm. than that than that cartwheel. Fair enough. Um, so d- does this imply that you have to try a cartwheel in front of one and fail and succeed <laughs> in front of the other? Hmm, maybe. I kind of took it as just like you gotta pick one. Uh, it's you up can to you, do whatever's a more accessible. In front of one, meaning you can do one yeah. in front of one or the other. I thought yeah. it was like you yeah. try in front of both, but you can only succeed in front of one. <laughs> well, okay, if that were the case, where would we have found do you know of any like railroad boxcars we could have crowded with people? Um there's probably something like that in Smithville. Yeah, yeah. Uh, aside from that, there's like the, in Pleasantville, they have like a freight rail line, I guess. Okay. (laughs) I hope everybody's a big fan of our hometown. But it just goes by, like we couldn't have, we would have had to like hop on a train, like an old timey, I don't know, train hopper. Yeah. That feels like one of those things that we would have had to do that we would have been like, we got to just do it for the, we got to do it for the item. We got to do it for the Gishwiz and like had a very stressed out hour where we tried to like get on a train, get a picture and then get off. We got to do it for the mem. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. Next. Legal- <laughs> Legally, you must mail a real life hipster to your local coffee shop legally required <laughs> legally allowed all right so our uh, local coffee shop's probably barista yeah legally you must mail a a hipster to them. real life hipster yeah all right how are we getting mario into a mailbox not great um we could probably this like... would be one of those where it's like you gotta know someone and i feel like once before yeah. we like had to contact someone my mom knew who works for the postal oh, service yeah for sure, yeah. So we would probably just like go to that guy, say like, "Hey, we're gonna slap a stamp on my friend. Could you like drag him in by the <laughs> wrist you, into this coffee shop? Will you shop? escort him to this cafe? Like we could film him like getting out of the truck and like the mailman like leading him up to the door. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> super simple stuff. Sounds super simple. All right. Replicate the most inspiring hopscotch game in honor of Robert Downey furniture. <laughs> All right. Um, so replicate it. So it's already happened. Mm-hmm. It's happened. How could you forget it? It was the most inspiring hopscotch game ever. Could you remind me of it? So, yeah, it was. It was a. Uh, it was a uh, perpetrated by Robert Downey Furniture. Hmm. What was it like in in commemoration of? Like, what was the occasion for this? Well, so that's what I was thinking is like he was the like the inspiring hopscotcher and we will be replicating it in his honor. Okay. Wait, is is like Downey Furniture like that was his <laughs> name like he he made furniture made of down. Um I guess so, yeah. Robert, comma, Downey Furniture. Downey <laughs> Downey Furniture. Robert Downey Furniture. 
So we have to rep- just replicate it? Yeah. Yeah, but so I guess there was probably something like you gotta, we, we probably would have had to have done a little bit of research on this and like there was probably some incredibly inspiring event that he did or some twists and turns that changed the game of hopscotch forever. Plus we'll have to um, like dress up like him, get his mannerisms yeah, down, all that. Exactly, exactly. Um, so we would have had Chief out there drawing that chalk hopscotch because it wasn't just like your your run of the mill eight blocks or whatever is in hopscotch. It was like sixty blocks, and it, it spanned mm, a whole. It would be going like all the way down the bike path for sure. Yeah, it would have been an absolute nuisance, and Chief probably would have gotten hit by a bike. But it's what you got to do. Yeah, it's that's the sort of thing we made her do for Kishwas. It is. So yeah, it would have been a beautiful film. Once completed. Got two more. Next one. Spell out tooth in clean rice in front of your parents, blindfolded. That one seems like a real Gishwa's item. It really does. I feel like that one would have just been my responsibility because my parents were the ones that were around. Yeah. You would have been doing that like after hours after everybody left. (laughs) Yeah. I would have like, I wonder if we would have had some kind of like secret code where like, chief would be behind me or something like telling me giving me some kind of instructions <laughs> yeah 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 like i have or maybe i have like one earbud in and it's like kind of tucked under my hair so you can't see it but she's like left little to the left there okay <laughs> yeah so all right we've got one more this one's a little bit subjective but i think it's fitting maybe you'll call a robot and subtly break the record for something fun. Hmm. That does, that sounds on brand. It sounds weirdly doable. It sounds weirdly doable, but also, like, I feel like, first of all, we would, this is going too deep on something that really doesn't matter, but, like, in 2014, we didn't know nearly as much as robot about robots as we do now. So, yeah, I would say the first step in figuring out how to accomplish a task like this is figuring out what kind of record is breakable because i think if the True. if the idea is just call a robot i mean you can just like call your bank or something and like get stuck in the mm. robot pipes that way True. so we would True. just like figure out what could be done like what you can break some record in while on the phone with the robot and it would probably True. be something yeah. really dumb like maybe we would have siri and alexa was Alexa a thing back then? We didn't have her yet. <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't know. You could uh, you could figure out some kind of record to break while on a call with a robot, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Most t-shirts worn while talking to a robot on the phone. <laughs> yeah, I wonder if it if if like it could have it could be like kind of any record, but just with the added stipulation of it's it's while you're talking to a robot. Or, you know what, how is it phrased? Subtly break a record? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my dad has a bunch of vinyl records lying around. Mm. So we could be like, you know, doing some kind of online or over the phone transaction with a robot while like very delicately slicing up a vinyl <laughs> record. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Sounds like a good idea. Well, weird times. Um, the I those uh, <laughs> I just thought those w- well, we thought those would be fun to um, put through a machine somehow because they're already so bizarre. And um, honestly, these all sounded, I think, 
pretty pretty possible. A lot of them were like pretty plausible. Wouldn't have been surprised to find them on an actual Gishwiz list. Yeah. I'm going to, in the next couple of weeks, look into word-by-word uh, word RNNs. Okay, so yeah. So maybe we can revisit this with RNN editions yeah. as well. Yeah. And just in general, it'll be fun to have different neural nets for different purposes. Different neural nets for different struts. Yeah, for different feral frets. Something like that. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Well, uh, uh, yeah, that was that was my trashy toy. First of all, I apologize for making you record this so late on a Monday night after St. Patrick's Day in Ireland. <laughs> Don't worry. Go on the I was done being hungover around noon. Okay, that's good. Well, uh, yeah, if you um, if you want to uh, tell us how you decided to play with one of the. Uh, robot tools that we use on a regular basis, you can contact us a number of ways. You can email us at robots at backcamp.org. You can tweet at us like, um, what's his name? Abe Lincoln? Abe Foster. Yeah. You can tweet at us like Abe Foster did at Robot Typewriter. Or you can find us on Facebook. We're just robots on typewriters on there. Um, we live on a website called Batcamp, and our theme song is Video Challenge by Anamanaguchi. If you're looking for something to do this weekend, maybe rent a retro game like <laughs> Napoleon's Black Bass, a 1991 game for the TurboGrafx CD. It's like that. It's like a fishing game. Yeah. <laughs> but you play Napoleon. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like it a lot. A historical uh, fishing. Or sim. or or is it is it Napoleon's black bass and it's like a Guitar Hero game? Mm, where you yeah, play but it's actually a Napoleon Dynamite tie-in game. Oh, that's <laughs> that's less fun. <laughs> Agreed. Ah, wait, go play some Princess Monday made by Culture Brain Ooh, Inc. Sounds great. Yeah.